the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The people don't want the prophets to tell them the truth, so God says, so they shall not prophesy to you. God gives them what they desire. No prophets will prophesy. If a person doesn't want God in their life, God will reach a point where he gives that person what they desire. I think of Jesus when he went to Gadara on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And the people of Gadara asked him to leave and he got in a boat and he left. He didn't even try to change their mind. They asked him to leave and he left. There are people who say that God's a bully, that he forces his will on people. If you read the Bible, though, it becomes pretty clear that God is far from a bully. He's always willing for you to have what it is you think you want. The Israelites of Micah's time basically told God they didn't want to hear from him. And while he did send a few prophets to keep warning them, you'll hear in Pastor Dan's teaching that God gave them what they wanted. It's the same today. God will be only as involved in your life as you want him to be. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Micah chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Open your Bibles for me to Micah chapter 2. We've made our way to the book of Micah. We're also going to look at Matthew chapter 24, Isaiah 34, and Revelation 12. Matthew 24, Isaiah 34, and Revelation 12. And we're in Micah chapter 2. Matthew 24, Isaiah 34, Revelation 12, Micah chapter 2. Let me pray for us, and then we'll get into the word. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's alive and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you for the way that you speak to us out of your word. And Lord, we pray and ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Micah ministered during the time of the divided kingdom. The nation entered into a civil war after the death of King Solomon, and then it split into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom was known as Israel. The southern kingdom was known as Judah. Micah prophesied during this time of the divided kingdom. He was unique as a prophet in that his message was to both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The other prophets, they ministered to primarily one kingdom or the other, but Micah ministers to both. And just as a review, remember the book of Micah can be outlined into three sections. Chapters 1 and 2 would be the first section. Chapters 3 to 5 would be the second section. And then chapters 6 to 7 would be the third and final section of the book of Micah. 
Each section begins with the word here, here. And when the word here is used in Micah, and as it's used in the Old Testament, the word here means to hear and obey. So it's not just hearing what he says, you're to hear it and to respond to it. And any time we hear the word of God, we should respond to what we hear. We don't want to be hearers only. We want to be doers of the word also. In chapter 1, Micah warned that judgment would come upon both kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. And we know that the northern kingdom was conquered in 722 B.C. by the Assyrians. The southern kingdom was conquered in 586 B.C., about 136 years later, by the Babylonians. And now in chapter 2 that we come to, the Lord tells us the reason for judging the northern and southern kingdoms. In verse 1, he says, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light, they practice it. You know, as soon as the first daylight, they don't waste any time. Because, look what it says, it is in the power of their hand. Here's what they were doing. They covet fields and they take them by violence. Also houses and seize them. And so they oppressed a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. Now, the nation of Israel was established by God, as you know. And it was to be governed by God's word. God's commands. And the nation was blessed by God. God prospered the nation of Israel. But over time, as we've seen in our study of the Old Testament, over time, the nation turned its back on God. And turned its back on God's word and turned its back on God's commands and God's standards of right and wrong and God's standards of morality. And the nation lost the fear of God. And as a result, those in power in the nation became tyrannical and violent and corrupt and oppressed the people. And this is what happens in a nation that turns its back on God and removes God from the nation and turns its back on God's ways. And let that be a warning to us and our nation. Look at verse 1 again. The leaders devised evil on their beds while they were awake at night. Psalm 63, verse 6 says, we should meditate on the Lord at night in our beds. But the leaders lie awake at night thinking up evil schemes. And at morning light, they practice it. You know, at first light. And the word evil here, if you're taking notes, it means misery and pain. The plans of the leaders of the nation, this is after the nation has moved away from God, remember. The plans of the leaders inflicted misery and pain on the people. Again, this is what happens when a nation moves away from God. They coveted fields, look what it says, they take them by violence, they seize houses, they oppress the people. The leaders seized personal property. 
from the people. They took people's property. Look what it says, because it was in the power of their hands to do so. They did it because they could. And the people, the citizens could do nothing to stop them from seizing their personal property and their assets. I think of the story of King Ahab wanting the field of Naboth in 1 Kings chapter 21. If you're familiar with that story, King Ahab went to Naboth and asked to buy his land that was next door to the king's land. And Naboth refused to sell his land to the king. And when Jezebel, his wife, heard that Naboth refused to sell his land to her husband, the king, she arranged for false accusations to be made against Naboth so that Naboth would be put to death. And once Naboth was put to death, Jezebel went to her husband Ahab and said, well, now you can just take his land. He's dead. The government was so corrupt that they destroyed someone's life. They made up a false story, false charges, and they had him killed so that they could take his property. And they were able to do it because it was in their power to do so. Who's going to stop them? Naboth couldn't stand up against that kind of power. Naboth couldn't stand up against that kind of tyranny or that kind of corruption. I mean, it was corruption at the highest level of the government. You know, I read these verses here in in our modern time, what Putin is doing right now in the Ukraine. He just covets the land. He wants that land. And so he invaded a sovereign country. To take that country by violence, just as it says here, verse 2, because it's in the power of his hand to do so. Or so he thinks. Just the corruption. The godlessness. Or you look at the Canadian government seizing the bank accounts of private citizens. Their life savings. Just taking it because they could. Or you can look at some of the government overreach that we've experienced in this country over the last couple years. The ungodly are successful and evil because they have the power to carry out their desires and no one has the power to stop them. That's what happened in Israel. That's where things ended up. Once they started to get rid of God and get rid of his commands, we're not going to live by that anymore. We're not going to obey those things anymore. Those things are irrelevant to our nation, to our culture. That's where it ends up in Israel. And it paved the way for corruption and oppression. And so verse three begins with the word therefore. So this is God's response to the evil of the leaders in verse verse three. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, against this family, I am devising disaster from which you cannot remove your necks, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. God says, because of the way the leaders oppress the people, God says, I am devising disaster for the nation. And they will not remove their necks from this disaster. There'll be no escaping it. The leaders will no longer walk haughtily or arrogantly, believing that no one can stop them from doing what they they are doing to the people. Who's going to stop us? God will bring disaster upon the nation, humble the ungodly leaders. He says, for this is an evil time. It was an evil time in Israel. 
And we live in evil times, don't we? I think everybody can sense that. Even non-believers sense the evilness of the times that we're in. There's so many signs of the last days that the Bible describes that we see happening in the world right now like never before. It's an evil time. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 say, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So we're to walk circumspectly because the days are evil. To walk circumspectly means to give careful attention to how you're living. To give careful attention to your way of life. Because the days are evil. This is not a time to be a lukewarm Christian. This is not a time to be just kind of thoughtless in your walk. Or to be foolish with sin and careless with sin. The days are evil. So we should walk circumspectly. Verse 4 says, now in that day when this catastrophe, this disaster comes upon Israel, one shall take up a proverb against you and lament with a bitter lamentation saying, we are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people. He has removed it from me to a turncoat. He has divided our fields. Therefore, you will have no one to determine boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Here's what God will do. Because the ungodly leader seized the land of the people by force and took it from them, God will take away the land of Israel from them. It's as if God says here, you like to take land from those that are weaker than you. Well, I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. I'm going to take all of Israel away from the leaders. And I'm going to remove you from all of the land. And again, we know this happened in 722 B.C. with the northern kingdom and 586 with the southern kingdom. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, do not prattle. You say to those who prophesy. So they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. So this is what the people were saying to the prophets of God who were trying to warn the nation that you're on the wrong path. You're on the wrong road. You're heading towards destruction. The people were saying to the prophets, don't prattle to us. Don't prophesy to us. We don't want to hear it. So not only did they have evil desires and were covetous and tyrannical and oppressive, the people had hard hearts. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. 
They didn't want to hear what God's word said. They weren't correctable. To them, the word of God was just prattle. It was foolishness. Don't tell us what the Bible says. Don't tell us that foolishness. We don't want to hear it. And here you have these prophets declaring the truth. And the people just shut them down. We don't want to hear the truth. We don't want you to tell us the truth. Uh, Now, the prophet Isaiah was a contemporary of the prophet Micah. And in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10, the people said to Isaiah, listen to this. Listen, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Listen, tell us lies. That's really what they said. Don't tell us what's right. We don't want to hear the truth. Tell us nice things. Tell us pleasant things that we like to hear. Lie to us if you have to. So the nation, as they moved away from God as a nation and as a culture and as a society, they'd rather hear a lie than the truth. They'd rather believe a lie than the truth. Doesn't that sound like the days we live in today? If you're taking notes, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, to myths, to lies. The time will come when people, professing Christians is what he's talking about here, People who name the name of Christ will no longer endure sound doctrine, but instead they'll look for teachers that will tell them what they want to hear. They'll reject the truth for myths, for fables, for lies. Look at verse 6 again. The people don't want the prophets to tell them the truth, so God says, so they shall not prophesy to you. God gives them what they desire. No prophets will prophesy. If a person doesn't want God in their life, God will reach a point where he gives that person what they desire. I think of Jesus when he went to Gadara on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And the people of Gadara asked him to leave and he got in a boat and he left. He didn't even try to change their mind. They asked him to leave and he left. God will give you your desire. And Psalm 106, verse 15, listen to what it says. Speaking of Israel, God gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. When God gives a person his desire and that desire is not of the Lord, leanness of soul always accompanies it. If you desire something that God doesn't want you to have, that's against God's will, And you demand your way, eventually God will give you your way. But understand, leanness will come with that. Leanness of soul. So now look at God's rebuke in verse 7. Look what he says here. You who are named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? God says here, You're the house of Jacob. You're the chosen people of God. To you were committed the oracles of God. To you was given the law. 
and the commandments and the covenant. Jacob, how can it be that you of all people don't want to hear God's word? How can it be that you of all people don't want God to speak to you? You of all people think God's word is foolish prattle. Is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walk uprightly? You're the house of Jacob. You know that my word is good. You know that my word does good to him who walks uprightly. More than any nation on the face of the earth. And the word of the Lord does good to him who walks uprightly. That's true, isn't it? That's why you should read your Bible every day. That's why you should study it. That's why you should hide it in your heart. Because the Bible just does you good. And here, listen, the house of Jacob, the house of Jacob, the people of Israel, God's chosen people. They got to the point where they don't want to hear the word of God. They no longer want the word of God. What has happened to the nation? How did they ever end up here? When the New Testament, first Timothy, chapter three, verse 15, it says of the church. Listen, the church, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And what does that mean? Well, as the pillar of the truth, the church should uphold the truth to the culture. Here's the truth. The word of God. The church is the pillar of the truth and the church is the ground of the truth as the ground of the truth. The church should be the structure in society that holds the truth in place. No matter what society is doing and the culture is doing all around us, the church should be the one place that is holding fast to the truth and holding the truth in place and doesn't allow the truth to be moved or set aside or changed in any way. That's the role of the church in the world, in society, to hold up the truth of Scripture to society and to keep the truth in its place, to hold fast to the truth. But the Bible tells us that just like Israel in the Old Testament, in the last days, professing Christians will not endure sound doctrine, as I just read. They'll turn away from the truth. They'd rather listen to fables than the truth of God's word. First Timothy chapter four, verse one says in the last days, people will depart from the faith and give heed to listen, seducing spirits and the doctrines of demons talking about the church in the last days. Parts of the church will be seduced by demonic teaching. And turn away from the truth, fall away from the truth and instead embrace Doctrines of demons. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, in the last days, there will be a falling away. From the faith. So we can look at Israel in the Old Testament and say, what happened to Israel? How did the people of God ever get to the point where they don't even want to hear the word of God anymore, where they're telling the prophets to be quiet? We don't want to hear that. How in the world could that happen? Well, that's going to characterize the church in the last days as well. And again, I would say we see it happening. You're smart people. You see it. It's turning away from the truth. Yeah. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan Sexton is continuing to teach through the book of Micah, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll be sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Micah. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.